thank you for taking time. I'm really excited about learning more about what you've been doing and, and your story to date. Thank you, you, Dave, for having me. Great. So tell us a little bit about your journey to Microsoft. When did you first discover your passion for technology and how did it lead you there? Sure. Um, so when I was this small, I really was super interested in video games and how come a bunch of information could be stored in a CD. And so that inspired a lot of curiosity. How come if I touch a button, the player does something or if I jump and double click something, then something else happened. So it was a lot of curiosity in trying to understand how that worked. Um, but my real passion was chemistry. Uh, I just didn't ended up having the right teachers at the time. And so I'm like, okay, chemistry didn't work out. Then computers is the thing that, you know, I like video games. I'm curious. I want to know more about how things are connected, how come you can have something here and be used all over the world uh, through technology. So that's uh, how I got interested. And then I also got to leave in Germany where I discovered how much information in IT it's embedded in everyday life I'm from Venezuela we didn't have that much mm -hmm. in there in terms of tech embedded into society itself and so that really inspired me to go and pursue whatever you know computers were like or how can I build a career uh, through computers and so I was super lucky uh, to land a job at Microsoft uh, and then my first job was moving customer from office on-premise to office 365 and then I moved to engineering uh, and been working uh, on fundamentals, engineering fundamentals in terms of security, compliance, static analysis. And yeah, and now what I do is I work on a team called Azure Usage Billing. And what that's trying to do is how can we build a robust pipeline that handles all the usage transactions for all the Azure services. That, that's, that's amazing. So, so you and I met when you were part of an executive's keynote at Microsoft okay. and you were recognized as a rising star, which I think <laughs> was true. And not too long after that, you started the Nuevo Foundation, which is really about getting kids engaged in technology and STEM careers. Okay. What, was the, what was the spark for that idea? How did you get started? I grew up uh, in my family was always like, you have to give back. Uh, that could be through time, that could be through resources, but, but you have to give back. And so I started giving back in university. How can we bring kids that might not have exposure um, to like what university student uh, would look like, what are the benefits of going to college and all that. And then at Microsoft, I was able to help with DigiGirls, which is a Microsoft program that it has. Then I was able to be part of Tecnologicas, which was how can we raise awareness of Latinas in tech? And then I wanted to do something more. And, and I reached out to my friends, five of them. And I said, hey, I have this crazy idea that I want to help anyone um, that is underrepresented in any way, shape or form, that STEM can be a tool for them and their families to dream big. And so that was the idea. And the idea is like, I don't care about like your gender, your color, your race is if you're underrepresented, you have no role models potentially that are in your immediate surroundings. How can we show that code can be, or STEM in general, can be one of those ways uh, for you to, to be better or to dream big or to at least have an idea and make a known decision if STEM is for you or not? It's more, hey, let me give you the tools. This is what coding looks like. This is what a tech job looks like. Do you like it? Awesome. 
here are more tools. Do you don't like it? That's fine. But at least you're making a decision based on facts and not based on the unknown. Because you cannot be what you cannot see type of thing. So how, yeah. how can we show you that? Yeah, well, and it sounds like giving people, uh, especially young, young women, the exposure to the STEM career opportunities, mm -hmm. then they can make that decision about what appeals to them or doesn't. And so, but they have the knowledge of it and what it's about. Exactly. How are you working with kids in the foundation? Yes, yeah, so we have three programs. Uh, the three programs that we have, the first one is coding workshops. So we teach kids how to code, call it Python or JavaScript or C Sharp or any language that we have support. And we also have hardware uh, workshops. So for example, uh, before pandemic, uh, when we used to bring kids uh, to an actual place, we would do uh, software first and then hardware. Um, mm -hmm. So that's one. The other program that we have is virtual sessions. Uh, what we call like that is it's a 30 minute session. It could be through Zoom, Teams, uh, Google Hangs out or anything that the school uses. And it is for a role model uh, or a person that currently works in STEM to share their story or their STEM journey for 15 minutes. And then the student gets to ask questions for other 15 minutes. Yeah. And the last program that we have, um, it's a program called Speaker Series, which is, for example, let's say, Dave, you know someone that's having an event for kids. And so you need somebody else to go and speak. So we go there and plug in into something that somebody else has organized. Ah. And, then, and we try to do a mix of like a virtual session and some coding. Uh, it really depends on the audience and the environment that we are. Um, but those are the three programs um, that we have. And with that, we've been able to help in three years, over 9,500 students in 31 wow. countries. That, that is amazing. You told me uh, last time we talked that there's a statue of you <laughs> in the city of Dallas that somehow came out of the visibility you got from the foundation. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. that, that's, a gr that's a great story. So fill me in on the details of how that happened. There is this uh, organization uh, called IFTEN that's also part of the AAAS, which stands for the American Association for the Advancements of Science. And so what they did is uh, they did a call out for women in STEM that are investing in the next generation um, to pursue STEM careers. And so we got to meet a bunch of amazing ladies. I'm very... Uh, humble to be in a group with all those ladies that are part of that it's 125 of us and so one of the cool surprises uh we all got flown out to dallas and the big surprise was that we were going to have a statue the statue was uh put into display two weeks ago or something like that and it'll be there until october so it's kind of cool because you go into like a little cylinder or something like that and then there's a bunch of cameras it's about, I don't know, something like 600 pictures of you or something like that. Mm. So they can get every single angle uh, and then they can print it out. And so they're real size. Uh, and, and the reason of the statues is if you think about um, when was the last time that you saw a statue of a woman in a public place in the U.S.? Yeah. Um, so because there's not that many, um, this lady, her name is Lyda Hill, which is a philanthropist. She wanted to change that. And so that's part of the reason why the statues get built and also for families, little kids, uh, adults, whomever to actually see that women are scientists too. And they come in all way in all shapes and forms. Yeah. And then correct me if I'm wrong here, but it was then each statue was digitally printed. Correct. Yes. Wow. So that's a, that's a nice 
way to showcase and demonstrate women and technology. And it's not just women in tech, right? It's actually yeah. the true STEM. It's, it's really science, technology, engineering, and math. Yeah, correct. Thank you. Um, when you and I met in that keynote, I think mm -hmm. it was probably one of the first big stage opportunities that you might have had at Microsoft. And I was very impressed by your commitment to really do a great job with that. You are the good coach, Dave. Remember that. Well, thank you. When you think about a lead, being a leadership position with, that you're in, uh, the term leadership voice, you, you've obviously gotten to a place where you're more confident, more effective in sharing that voice. What did you do to, to build up that skill and that confidence so you could go out and share that vision with others? Um, I think to me it was practice, uh, you know, having people like yourself, Dave, and, and if, you, if, if you're listening to this and you ever had the opportunity to have a coach uh, that could help you, I think that helps tremendously. Um, also, to me, it was uh, a work training uh, where I really freaked out because uh, I had to speak. I believe that was before we met and I had to speak in front of like 10 managers or something like that. And I was super nervous. I break down and somebody came to me and said, look, you're here for a reason. Uh, if you were chosen to do this presentation it's because you have all the tools that you need. Mm -hmm. um, she gave me a hug and she said, I'm going to be there for you. So go for it. And so I guess that's what I needed at the right time and at mm -hmm. that place, because from that moment on, I've been able to go and speak to whomever. That doesn't mean I'm not nervous. That doesn't mean I'm not scared that I could fail um, or that I could, I have a lot of responsibility too, because in a lot of the places, uh, I'm the only Latino, yeah. right? That, that goes there. Uh, but at least that those words at that precise time in my life was what I needed uh, for me to go and, and be confident uh, that I can. Well, and I was just looking at your website earlier and, and the, the term or the word that stuck out to me was courage. You really talk a lot about courage, and, and that seems to be a part of how you've gotten to where you're at, but also what I just heard was that, that advice to other people who might be in that position where mm -hmm. they know they have good ideas, they have an opportunity to, to speak up about what those ideas are, and so really it's just about having the courage to move forward to do that. Correct. Yeah. That's great. So what's what are you excited about? You've, you've obviously done great things so far. What are you excited about now? And what what other ideas do you have for continuing what you have been doing? Um, so I'm excited to see the statue. That, that's something that's going to happen in October uh, and, and for my family to see it. Um, you know, like to me, my, my family is, is very important. Um, and I would love to see, you know, kids going back to school, uh, being able for us to reach out to schools that we have not. Uh, keep con or continue the work that we've been doing in the online uh, world. That way we can reach out to more countries and more kids um, and then span in different languages. Um, there's a big uh, education gap, especially when it comes to tech. So how do we, with the current content that we have, how do we span to, let's say, Brazil or Africa or East Asia? Uh, how do we get there? Um, so that's something that, that we really want to invest on in the, in the next couple of months or years. Um, and how, how can we, you know, like, if I can inspire one kid, uh, you know, once a year to follow their dreams, that to me means success. 
Um, so that's what we're trying to do uh, with Nuevo. And also, you know, how, how can we bring more people um, to the Nuevo journey? And, and if it's not to the Nuevo journey, how can we help those kids that we teach uh, find their dreams? If it's not STEM, that's fine. And if it's STEM, how can we make sure that they have the resources that are needed um, to dream big? Great. And, and they can find out more through the Nuevo Foundation. Correct. Yes. It's all in social, nuevofoundation.org. Uh, and nuevo means new in Spanish. Uh, so the reason we call it like that was it's a new approach. We're going to teach anyone um, yeah. and in a fun way. Or, or we try to make it as in a fun way to learn coding uh, for anybody. Sure. And if you're an adult and you have never tried it, you want to try, go for it. You know, it's, it's free. It's available. And yeah. all you need is an email address and internet connection. Awesome. That's great. Well, listen, th thank you again. It's, it's always good to connect. Uh, let, let's keep in touch and um, continued best wishes. Definitely. Thank you, Dave.